Welcome to Talking Facts, and thank you for tuning in to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts, a podcast collaboration between the University of Kentucky Markey Cancer Center and the UK College of Agriculture, Food and Environment's Cooperative Extension Service. We will share with you the latest developments in cancer prevention, diagnosis, treatment, and research from the experts at Markey Cancer Center, Kentucky's only National Cancer Institute designated cancer center. Talking Facts is hosted by the UK Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. Frederick Uland, Director of Oncology Clinical Operations and Director of Gynecological Oncology with UK Healthcare. Welcome, Dr. Uland. Thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate you, you being with us today over the, the last 9, 10, 11 months. We have all learned to navigate a, a new world as we cope with COVID and the impacts of a global pandemic. But you joined us today to specifically talk about how COVID has impacted cancer care. Yes, thank you. I, I share with you the, the view that this has been a tumultuous year, really, uh, really both for health care in general, but, but cancer specifically. Uh, I mean, the effect of the COVID pandemic cannot be, cannot be overstated. I remember early March when this was becoming a reality and thinking, this could change how we do many things in healthcare and in cancer care. And indeed, looking back, uh, it has changed many things, mostly the way we provide that healthcare, but we found ways to provide effective treatment even during the pandemic. Would you mind to talk a little bit about that? Because I know just, you know, from a personal perspective, um, in terms of telehealth or kind of, you know, just how things have changed for minor healthcare issues. I can't imagine for someone that is um, currently dealing with cancer. So do you mind to speak just a little bit about how procedures have changed during this time? Uh, of course, absolutely. So, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time in the spring working on new policies and procedures to try to keep our patients safe and our faculty and staff safe during this pandemic. And one of the, one of the new tools was telehealth. And we had done some institution to institution telehealth, but prior to that, we hadn't done uh, person to institution, person to provider telehealth, so that we were now allowed to directly communicate with the patient via their cell phone or computer or tablet. So uh, that was a very powerful change in policy um, that allowed us to provide some healthcare remotely. The challenge was when you're providing cancer treatment or cancer screening, you cannot do it remotely. So follow-up visits and post-operative visits and post-treatment visits were all able to be performed by telehealth, but there were plenty of things that still had to be done face-to-face. And that's where we had to change individual policies like visitation and special screening of patients and really uh, uh, instituting universal viral precautions. So those three things were probably the biggest policy changes, making sure we called patients before their visit to see if they had any symptoms. And then when they arrived that day, checking again to see if they had any symptoms, you know, limiting people density. And this is a real challenge. That is most when they're coming for their cancer care, want to be with family, need to be with family, want to be with friends, but having 
high population density, high people density in the waiting rooms or in the exam rooms wasn't safe for them or for, for the healthcare team. So limiting visitation has been really a challenge, but, but perhaps that's been the most important thing we've done to keep our patients safe and to allow them to continue with their cancer care. I'm certain there's no doubt that that has been extremely challenging for, for patients. I, I know that I always like to have a support system around, and I would think most folks do as well. As I was listening to you talk about telehealth appointments for um, kind of the pre-op or, or post-op, those that could be accomplished virtually, one thing that we've found through our work within Cooperative Extension is that it has allowed us to um, reach out to people more often. And for those that have connectivity, really stay in touch in, in new and different ways. And, and some of these things, I think, will hang around once we go back to life as normal, um, whatever normal may be and whenever normal will be. Do you see some of these policies staying in place moving forward? Yeah, telehealth will continue to be a factor in future care, whether it's cancer care or otherwise, but it is an advance, right? It's one of those things that the COVID pandemic has actually helped us develop and use that's really been an improvement this compared to this time last year. So, so yeah, I agree. I think it helps us connect with many who have a hard time making a, a long trip to, to Lexington for their care, and, and I think we'll continue to use it in those situations. And we have lots of patients from uh, Eastern and Western Kentucky or the Southern part of the state where, where travel is just very difficult. So we can connect with the doc or connect with the local patient effectively. But again, you know, cancer care is a little different in that it's a lot of hands-on, right? Surgery or radiation or chemotherapy. And those are face-to-face visits and uh, person-to-person is required. So, so there is a limit, I think, to how much telehealth can impact the treatment of cancer patients, but for surveillance, monitoring and such, yeah, I think it's very powerful and it will continue. So let's talk a little bit about that. As you do mention that there are limita- limitations. What are some considerations for individuals that are living with cancer as they move forward through the global pandemic? Yeah. So we've learned in the last nine months that cancer patients probably are a little more susceptible to the virus. And if they get infected, they're probably more likely to have serious outcomes from the viral infection than those who don't have cancer. So those are two really important points. Cancer patients have to be safer than others. I mean, everybody needs to be safe, but in particular, cancer patients. Basic issues like hand washing and ensuring distancing and making sure the mask is worn properly when in public and in enclosed spaces, making sure it's over the mouth and nose. You know, certainly when you're not feeling well, isolating can be very important. And then of course, if the sickness worsens, the cancer patients have got to contact their provider so we can take take good care of them because there are some interventions that are available for those who who have COVID and are not admitted to the hospital, we have some new therapies that are possible. So anyway, I think to summarize, you know, sort of heightened security and heightened awareness for cancer patients is important during the flu season or during a pandemic like COVID. Right, right. And and I think, you know, you mentioned being in communication with your provider. I would assume that that's critically important as well. Dr. Elaine, thank you so much for, for joining us today. And I'm really just putting into perspective and understanding the impact that COVID has had on cancer care and individuals that have cancer. As I mentioned at the beginning, that this has been an incredibly 
challenging time at all for all, but for those individuals that have compounding factors or pre-existing conditions, it has been exceptionally challenging. And I think we would also like to say thank you to all of our healthcare workers that are out there and doing their best to keep all of us safe and healthy. Thanks. Thanks, Jennifer. You know, we didn't get a chance really to mention one last thing, and that is for the unfortunate cancer patient who gets COVID, you know, we, we, we talked about how not to get it. But if cancer patients do get it, it's really important not to delay treatment too long, because we do know now that delaying treatment for, say, over a month can result in worse outcomes for patients with cancer. So just making sure everybody knows that, that if they have cancer and did get an infection, if it was a mild infection, they should be thinking about resuming therapy within about 10 days. A more severe COVID infection would require 20 days before resuming treatment. So just because they got COVID and have cancer doesn't mean things will not go well, and we should stay focused on getting back to treatment as soon as it's safe to do so. That's an excellent point, too, that we need to monitor all of our healthcare and make certain that we're, we're following back up and getting back on track. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for listening to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts. Our goal is to connect you with the latest advances in cancer research in the Commonwealth. If you enjoyed today's podcast and have a suggestion for a future show topic, please message us on the UK Markey Cancer Center Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash UK Markey or visit our website at markey.uky.edu for more information. You can find University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension programs at your local Extension office or online at fcs.uky.edu. Building strong families, building Kentucky. It starts with us.